Hey friend, I'm so glad you're here today because chances are you may struggle with anxiety on some level. Did you know that as a woman, you're twice as more likely to struggle with an anxiety disorder than men? And that nearly 25% of women deal with this on a regular basis? Sometimes as Christians, we're told to just pray more. But today's guest is here to share, it's okay to have Jesus and a therapist. Navita Mason is a wife, mother of three college-aged kids, and owner of Tinkerbell, an animal-assisted therapy dog, and Woody. She's a former teacher turned counselor and blends her teaching knowledge, counseling knowledge, and love of Jesus into her work for those who desire it. Navita is an avid hiker, a paddleboarder, and loves to garden. And she's also a former foster child, a foster parent, and a court-appointed special advocate. What I love is that because of Jesus' direction in her life, she is making a difference in the lives of others and is currently writing a book called Day Old Donuts. Listen in, because Navita is going to not only show us how our physical, spiritual, and emotional health is all connected, but also how to use twofers, a fun way to spiritually multitask. So that way you don't keep wasting your time worrying because you're slowing down your head and your heart with truth. I can't wait to hear what your twofer will be so you can turn, I don't have time to get into the word into making it as natural as breathing. Hey, busy girl, welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Well, hello, Navita. I am so excited to welcome you to the Redeem Her Time podcast. I love how you blend faith with how we're spending our time and how we're taking care of ourselves. So I know our audience is going to love listening to our conversation, but they don't know you yet. So let's start off. Tell us a little bit about you and who and what fills your time in this season of life, and then how you developed a passion for what you're doing to help Christian women. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm just so excited um, to share what what the Lord has really put on my heart. Um, I am first and foremost, a Jesus follower. I'm a wife of my husband, George, for almost 32 years, and I have three college age children. Um, I used to be a teacher. I used to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm still a mom. I'm a former foster parent um, and also a former foster um, child, alumni. 
So with that all being said, like, I know what it's like to be like a busy Christian woman. And you just don't oftentimes feel like you have enough time each day to really get all the things done that are on my plate. Um, You know, I'm now, I'm a counselor. I work with children and families, sort of helping them through Jesus overcome any obstacles they have in their life and really helping them gain an understanding of the true value um, that they have in this world. And that value comes from God. And so I'm really honored to be able to help families resolve issues in their lives. And I use a biblical lens and incorporate prayer and scripture into the healing process for those who want Christ's direction in their counseling and healing process. Um, So at our counseling center, we have the ability to not only help children, but the whole family, including Christian women. Um, So we help children, families, adults deal with depression, anxiety, trauma, um, divorce, you know, just all the things that life throws at them and sort of how to use scripture and biblical principles to help with any obstacles that life throws them. Here, where I live in Flagstaff, Arizona, there are no Christian healing centers or Christian wellness centers. Mm -hmm. And so um, my husband and I, quite a few years ago, um, looked at is there, is there a need for this? Is there, is there enough of a need for this in the Flagstaff area? Um, and within about a month, my calendar was full. Um, and then I added another therapist and an assistant um, and some different things. So it's definitely been um, a need that God has had here and played it on my heart. Um, someday I'd love it to grow into a wellness center that has homeopathic um, Christian healers and um physical therapy and massage therapy, um, maybe even like an art therapy studio type thing. So really this bigger vision is there that God's placed on our hearts, but we're just, we're taking it one step at a time and adding one piece at a time. And so right now we're helping the whole family. I love that. What a beautiful gift that, you know, you, first of all, God put that in you. Like you said, he put this on your heart. And I'm assuming that there's probably been some pieces of your story, um, you know, whether it was in growing up or just in all those other stages that you mentioned that have helped develop those gifts in you. And now you're pouring those out. And I love that big with God vision, you know, and I really challenge women to really dream bigger with God, you know, and to really ask like, okay, what is it that, uh, you know, God could do, um, through the, the, the gifts and the abilities that he's given me and then partnering together with him. So I have no doubt that that wellness center will be, and I can't wait to hear about the ribbon cutting one day, um, and all of that. And <laughs> I think I'm just going to say, I don't think that the issues that you're helping others with and supporting them with specifically that you've mentioned are just a flagstaff thing. <laughs> you know, I think this is a life in this broken world thing, right? So let's dive into that a little bit more. You specifically Mm -hmm. mentioned anxiety being one. And I feel like, you know, a while back, um, I felt like, I feel like maybe when you and I were, you know, kind of in the growing up years, anxiety was kind of frowned upon. I mean, not that I'm not saying it's a good thing, but you know, like it was, you didn't talk about it and you just kind of stuffed it down and hit it. And it seems more like we're talking about it and we're actually dealing with it. Um, so why, why is this a problem? Why is this such a struggle oftentimes for, for women? Um, how does that start 
you know, costing us, uh, in the different areas of our life, you know, and having a ripple effect. Let's, let's dive a little bit into that problem of anxiety. Sure. Yeah. I think you touched on one thing, which was that negative stigma, right? There's a negative stigma. If you have the anxiety or depression and a lot of people who are Christian have heard, um, people in Christian leadership or elsewhere tell them, oh, you just need to pray about it. You just need to pray over it. You need to pray it away. And prayer is fantastic. And we love prayer. Um, but sometimes we need a little more um, than just prayer. And I think that, um, you know, I have this one, um, I have a t-shirt and a, and a hat that say, um, it's okay to have Jesus and a therapist. Um, and so I think, I think our world is coming and getting there in terms of getting rid of some of that negative stigma about needing to get extra help or I love that t-shirt anxiety. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have Jesus and a therapist. Oh my goodness. And yet, I mean, even back in biblical times, right. He talks about worry and, you know, talk about not being anxious about anything. And, you know, so it's not just a problem in, you know, the, the time that we're in now, it is something that I think is, you know, we are prone to as humans, um, just because of our heart. So tell me a little bit more, like specifically, how does this affect women? Um, just because yeah. that's, that's who we're talking to. Right. And I'm sure the guys have a lot of issues too, and there's probably a lot of overlap, but let's dive a little bit into the women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the world, um, it's, it's estimated that worldwide that 264 million people have an anxiety disorder. For wow. some reason, women are nearly twice as likely as men to be diagnosed with an anxiety disorder in their lifetime. And really, you know, even in the past year, the prevalence of any kind of anxiety disorder was higher for females, like 23% higher for females than males. So it's almost a quarter of the women that we know Mm. probably struggle with some sort of anxiety, you know, and it can be something as little as feeling nervous or irritable or on edge or that sense of impending danger or panic even. Um, oftentimes, you know, we see it like an increased heart rate. We might feel some palpitations. We might be breathing really fast or even to the point of hyperventilation or sweating kind of clammy hands. Um, for some people, you know, they feel weak. They have a hard time concentrating. They can't sleep. They have gastrointestinal issues as well. And so, you know, we know that what happens is our emotions and our physical or what we call in the counseling world, somatic symptoms and our spirituality, they're all interconnected. Hmm. So often if one area of us is struggling, it's going to affect one or all the other areas. So, you know, you think about it, it's no wonder that women who struggle with anxiety, they're going to have a hard time fully functioning in other areas of their life. Um, It is very financially costly too. So it's not just an issue that, that takes up someone's life, but it also costs like $46 billion in the United States per year. Wow. And we, Unfortunately, we don't, we don't know what the cause is. Um, we know some triggers, right? You know, can be a current life situation or a medical problem, sometimes past experiences for women, often comparing ourselves <clears throat> to others. We often compare ourselves um, to what we see on social media or what we see on, you know, a friend's mm. um, Facebook page, or if somebody, you know, texts us a picture of them or their family, we'll often compare ourselves to them sometimes chronic pain, um, and also genetics. Um, you know, we all have had anxiety from time to time. It doesn't mean that you have an anxiety disorder. Okay. Like if so what's really the difference? Has a, if it's an anxiety disorder, then it is affecting um, their ability to work and play and love. 
okay. um, either one or more of those areas they cannot fully function and do. Um, but we all have anxiety, right? All kinds sure. of things make us a little bit nervous or, uh oh, that one big test is coming. And anxiety is not always bad. We want a little bit of anxiety because that's what helps you study and prepare for the test or study and prepare to give a speech or something along those lines. Right. But it's when always... it comes to that impairment stage okay. where you're just, you're just frozen and you cannot do the thing, that's where it becomes, you know, a disorder. And if someone does truly have an anxiety disorder, obviously we recommend they get professional treatment for that help. And ideally a therapist who's Christian and is, is happy to infuse Jesus into the work. If that's what, you know, the client wants, of course. Yeah. And that makes all the difference. I mean, even here, right. We, we, we work on time, right. And time management. And there are a whole lot of coaches out there who deal with time management, but we really bring, you know, what does Jesus say about our time? How does our faith direct where our time goes? When we know who we are and whose we are, how does that help guide where our time goes? And as I'm listening to all these different costs that you've just, you know, you've been mentioning, you know, I, I do see a lot of time that is being spent, you know, dealing with this problem, whether it's, you know, just kind of trying to, you know, stuff it under the rug or whether it's giving into the anxiety or whether it's, you know, going and getting the therapy and things like that. It, it does cost us, you know, in a lot of ways. So obviously this is not and where we go ahead. I was just going to say anxiety often causes us to lose time. Yeah. So it's not time spent or time well spent. It's, it's more paralysis and, and just losing all that time that we could have been doing something else, um, been doing something productive, been spending time with the Lord, you know, having coffee with a friend, but mm. the anxiety gets in the way of our time. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And that's really important to know is what is, what is this keeping me from right mm -hmm. um, as well? And what am I called to, but not in a way that, like you said earlier, I'm just going to stuff it down and say, yeah, it's not there, but if there really is an issue that we're, we're responding and we're, we're, we're dealing with it and getting the support that we need so that mm -hmm. it doesn't just, you know, cause we all know if it's just under the surface, if it just got pushed down, pushed under the rug, it will pop out, <laughs> you know, the next situation right. that, you know, is anxiety inducing, we'll just make it come back out. So, you know, that, and that's not where we want to stay, right. You know, where we're right. struggling we to stay stuck seeing. there. Yeah. Yeah. I see it affecting. Mm -hmm. And we talk about the, we talk about eight key areas, you know, here on the podcast, and I can see how anxiety could literally, you know, have an impact on every single one, whether it's our faith walk or our family and friend relationships, our work, you know, that can really keep us from doing our best, you know, work in those areas our wellness, obviously, right. Both physical and mental you've already touched on. Um, but also even like pursuing passions, like you mentioned, you know, doing some things that you love, but you know, oftentimes we're, we're pulled back by that. And then of course it has an that impact just in our homes and in our communities, the people that we're connecting with. So it's obviously not where we want to stay. So, right. you know, Absolutely. like how do we start changing this or growing in this? You know, what are some practical steps that we can start taking or thinking through? Cause I know we're all in different places. And so some people are ready to like, okay, I'm ready to do something. And some people just kind of need to get used to the idea. Um, so what would you recommend for someone who, you know, either they, you know, I know you've already said if they have a disorder, definitely reaching out to a therapist, but maybe it's just something that kind of comes up from time to time. Um, and enough so that they've noticed and, and want to see some changes in that. Sure. Yeah. Some ways that, um, you know, we, we want to have people help themselves with anxiety can often be one more thing that that busy mom or busy woman has to do in her day in order to maintain their mental health. 
So I like to offer what I call two first, like two okay. for the price of one. So it's how can we be intentional with our time, but also incorporate another intentional piece into our day. So to break it down, let's say in your day, you'd like to have intentional prayer time with the Lord. You want to read scripture, exercise, take a shower, make food for your family, work, take care of your mental health. And the list goes on. That can be overwhelming to do all of those things in a day. So I'd like to offer a couple of practical ideas to help busy women have a little bit more time in their day for each of those items. So one example would be reading scripture with breath. So this helps accomplish being in the word and also calming and slowing down our mind, which Mm -hmm. helps with anxiety. So one Bible verse I'd like to do this with is Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You want a Bible verse that you could say in one breath. Okay. So basically what you do is you would, and you do this with me, you take a deep breath in. And then as you exhale out, you're going to whisper, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you're going to do that over and over again. You take a deep breath in. Yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you're going to keep saying that. And number one, that helps you memorize scripture. Right. Number two, it helps calm down those anxieties menu. And you can do that with lots of different Bible verses. Um, there are so many Bible verses on anxiety, um, you know, in, in Philippians, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So you can, you know, say those kinds of things. You can, um, you can, um, you know, breathe in from Psalms and, and breathe that out, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. So there's lots of different ones um, that you can use. Those are some of my, you know, more favorite ones that I like to use. Um, and um, there's one in First Peter that says, um, cast your anxieties on the Lord for he cares for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's nighttime, <laughs> I like to add in, cast your anxieties on the Lord because he stays up all night anyway. There you go. That way we can give it to him before we well, lay down and go to sleep. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you find that's a time? Do you, do you, I don't, I'm just curious. Do you find more people struggle with anxiety during the day when they're in the midst of, of, you know, living or in the evening, like when kind of the doing is done and then they're alone with their thoughts? Yeah. You know, I think because we're all fearfully and wonderfully made, it's, it's both. Probably. Um, you know, some people it's more right before bed because they're thinking about all the things they need to do the next day or the thing they're dreading doing the next day. Right. Um, for some people it's in the middle of doing the things that they're trying to do or they can't get done or okay. the worry that comes up or the phone call. You know, my daughter texted me on mother's day. She lives in um, Dallas and she texted me and said, hi mom, happy mother's day. I'm going to call you in a bit, in a little bit. And the next text was, I just got into a car crash. Oh my goodness. And I was like, like, right. like that's anxiety provoking right there. Right? right. And so I needed to do some breathing and some scripture so that I wouldn't completely freak out. And she was okay. She wasn't hurt. Um, somebody else was driving somebody else's car. So she was a passenger, yeah. but okay. yeah, things sure. like that pop up. Right. We don't sure. know. We, ha- we don't have control over this world and what's going to, you know, come. Um, so yeah. Um, another way to get a two for one deal is to exercise while you're listening to scripture on the Bible app or your daily devotion or your Mm -hmm. daily Christian podcast like yours. Um, I do that a lot. I'm, you know, I'm on a hike and I'm listening in my ear Mm. for those, um, for those things so that I can get them done together intentionally still. I'm not cramming, cramming everything in. Um, But a lot of times, you know, busy women will tell me like, you don't have time for quiet time with prayer with the Lord because I'm working. I always have my kids with me. I can't find a quiet moment. 
And so one of my favorite two for one deals is what I call shower prayers. And a lot of my friends know I do this. So I'll text them and I'll be like, shower prayer time, what you got? And then they'll give me their prayers. And while I'm in the shower, usually when you're in the shower, no one, I mean, unless you have really young children and you're your only one home, you usually don't have anybody in there with you, you know? So that's typically five to 20 minutes, depending on how long you shower. Oh my goodness. You get to be by yourself and you could have that special time with the Lord praying over all the things you need prayer for talking with him, lifting up, you know, prayers for others. Um, so that's another, another time, another way, um, or maybe when you're on your way to work, you have a commute. Um, that's the perfect time to either do some scripture breathing or get some worship time in the Lord with Christian music or have some prayer time with the Lord. Just make sure you leave your eyes open while you're driving. Right, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't get lost in the spirit um, there. Right. <laughs> Right. Don't get, don't get too into it. Um, my favorite two for one personally is my church has a prayer wall on their app. So everyone um, writes their prayers down on Sunday morning. They put it in a little book and then somebody transcribes that and puts it on the prayer wall. And so they're all there digitally. And oh, I can wow. press the click on a speak screen on my mom, my phone, and it will read me all the prayer requests after I get out of the shower while I'm getting ready so I can listen to those and I can be lifting those to the Lord as part of my morning routine of just getting ready for the day. I love that, you know, and I do, I, I think I use that time that I call it, you know, face to mirror, right. You're just looking at yourself in the mirror anyway, you might as well be talking to the Lord or I listen to my with God vision. And so it leads me to Mm. prayer about different areas that I know God is leading me to. And what I heard you say or actually what I would kind of call this is like, it's spiritual multitasking. You know, there, there's a kind of multitasking that's not good where we're not being effective right. because we're trying to do too many things at once and ain't nobody, you know, getting the best of us. And re- really we can't <laughs> multitask, but this kind of thing you can, because what you're pairing this with is something that doesn't involve the focus. You know, we can take a shower without having to, you know, be super focused or we can, um, you know, right. eat, do some of these other things. And so we can use those times because I think you're right. You know, I, I've heard it come out of my mouth and I hear it come out of women's mouths all the time of, I just don't have time for this. And I, it mm-hmm. always makes me stop and go, we, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. And there are people who do this, right. And, and, and so it is a possible, and really, I think we're always looking for where we're going to find the time. Like, it's just going to like suddenly appear out of nowhere. And, you know, we didn't realize it was there. And, and really, I think it's a, I'm going to make time. And so I love these ideas of like making time and, and almost what I call like that habit stacking, right? Like Mm -hmm. I already have this habit of going for a walk, or I already have this habit of taking a shower or driving on my commute. And so I'm going to stack another habit, the spiritual habit on top of that. So that way those two are happening together and then I'll be more consistent with it. Instead of feeling like I have to have, you know, 30 minutes or an hour right on my couch with nobody around me, which is not always, you know, it's sometimes we can get to that point in life, but you and I are closer to that stage of life, but not always. Right. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. So like, okay. So I'm just thinking about like, you know, the flip side of this. So, you know, we kind of see what anxiety does to us and the way that it costs us in all these different areas of our life and especially with our time. So looking on the other side, right? Like when we are incorporating these things and we are intentionally bringing scripture to bear on our anxiety, how does this benefit us? What, what does it allow us to better invest our time in then? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, if you were able to incorporate some of these two for one types of practices, 
you know, they always say a habit is, you know, it's like 21 days, you do it for 21 days and it becomes a habit. You would save some of that time that you usually use by doing each one of these as individual activities. So for the woman who's struggling right now to incorporate prayer, worship, or being in the word in their busy season of life, I'd recommend just starting with shower prayers. We know that prayer is the most important thing, and that's our direct connection with the Lord. So if you could do one thing, I would start with shower prayers just to have that time with the Lord, that connection with him, and be able to um, just be able to continue to talk with him. Lisa, I think I might've lost you. No, I'm here. Sorry. My dogs were grieving someone who pulled in my driveway. So I didn't want you to push them when you were talking. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm I'm thinking of two things. Number one, my husband has this cool kind of writing pad that he used in the army. That's called write in the rain. So if you wanted to, you could even have right a little waterproof notepad in there. If you wanted to jot something down, or I've seen people that put like a a whiteboard on the side of their, you know, they have whiteboards that can, you know, suction cup to the side of your shower. So if, you know, if it wasn't all in your head, or you could even just put on the outside of your shower as that reminder, here's my prayer list today, um, you know, and add it to, to that. What, what a fun shower prayer idea. The other thing I'm thinking of too, is like brushing your teeth, right? Like, I love how you're like, do it with your shower, because that's a habit you already have. And I think the same thing, like with toothbrushing, that's nobody's going to skip brushing their teeth, you know, twice a day, at least. So why not take those, you know, two minutes? Cause we should be doing it for two minutes anyway. <laughs> right. right exactly. And turn that into mm-hmm. a prayer time or a listening to scripture or, you know, just reciting scripture in our head or, you know, whatever those things, those things are. I, I love that. Um, for sure. That- and I think one other thing you could do that made me think of this, I used to do this um, is you can use a dry erase marker on your mirror. You can use a dry erase marker on your shower doors. Um, if they're like clear glass. And so you can just write on there, shower prayer, where you can write a scripture in your mirror, cast all your anxieties on the Lord, you know, to remind yourself to do these things. Yes. And guess what? Then you get to bless your family because anybody else who walks past it is going to see the truth, right? They're going to see the scripture and they're going to start really internalizing that um, as well. So I love that. You may even find mm-hmm. that your family starts writing things on your board for you. <laughs> Maybe they put their prayer <laughs> requests up on your shower board or, you know, up on your mirror and things like that. So that's beautiful. And, you know, I think so often we try to turn to so many other things. Either we think oh, I can just, you know, muscle through this or we distract ourselves, right? With especially our phone and social media and screens or whatever else it is. But I love that you're just reminding us that really the true answer is found in the Lord and in his truth and, um, and really bringing that anxiety to him and letting him then, you know, reshape it and make it, um, you know, something that causes us to trust him versus keep Absolutely. us in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His That's word, probably- his word is, is way stronger and way more powerful and is, is something that if we try to replace our own thinking that even our most positive thought about ourself is yeah. not as strong as the Lord's word and just the truth that he gives us. Yeah, exactly. Power. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's commit to going there first. Fine. I want you guys, you know, those of you guys who are listening, I want you to think about, you know, like a habit you already have in your day that is already something you do every day without thinking about it. Uh, and then attach one of these two furs on there, right? The two for ones and start really being intentional with that. And, you know, if you have some time, you can actually sit with, you know, with your Bible or just sit and do some praying when you're not doing something else, that's helpful too. But this is a great place to start, especially when we're in this season of life where things can be busy and there are a lot of distractions and, 
demands on our time. So thank you so much for sharing that. I have so many great nuggets that I want to incorporate just to keep growing in, in this way as well. And, you know, I know we've just barely scratched the surface um, and there are so many resources out there. So, you know, tell us a little bit about like, how, you know, how you help women, like, you know, women who are looking for help with this area, you know, where can they find you and, and keep learning from the things that, that you're teaching and how to incorporate the faith piece to what they're struggling with? Sure. Um, yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Navita Mason Counseling. We often put weekly or twice a week tips regarding mental health, ways to incorporate scripture, and just how to maintain our emotional health on there. Lots of good tips there. Nice. Okay. We will make sure to link that in the show notes. So you guys can go and find that. I just find it's, you know, it's so valuable to have resources um, because sometimes you don't think you need them right now, but maybe one day you will, or maybe someone, you know, will. And so when we know where to go, um, that is going to make it so much easier to get the support that we need, right. When those times come up, because we know they're going to happen. So I just appreciate you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. And as a thank you, I want to offer you something. If I could grant you one wish around your time and you can't ask for an extra hour because I can't do that. (laughs) What would you wish? What would you wish for? Probably for me to set aside time to write my book. Um, I'm writing a book called Day Old Donuts. Day Old Donuts. Okay. I'm intrigued. Can you give us just a little like glimpse of like what it's about or what, how that title came about? Yes, for sure. Um, The title came about because when I was 10 years old, um, I was living in a very abusive, um, traumatic family at the time. And um, there was a little white bus that went down the road. And my friends told me that if I got on that little white bus, they would give me Dale donuts. And so I got on the little bus and I went to church, to Little Baptist Church, and I got Dale donuts and they were soft and they were sweet. And there was nothing soft and sweet happening at my house. Hmm. So I went and these Sunday school teachers poured into me and taught me that Jesus loved me unconditionally and that they loved me unconditionally. And I thought, if these people could love me, maybe Jesus could love me too. And that's where my journey started of salvation and also of healing and um, choosing Jesus and not choosing that life that my family was involved in. So it's my memoir of my, my life. Oh, wow. I love that. I've got what I call God bumps right now, like literally (laughs) hearing your story and, you know, just what a beautiful way to you know, we talk, we talk around here about what the word redeem means, right? A redeem is to buy back in for a a new purpose, right? And that's what God does. He redeems us. He calls us his own. And then he says, now I want you to steward your story. I want you to steward the things that you've been through, you know, the good and the bad, the easy and the hard Mm -hmm. and use it in a way to glorify me and to love others and help them, you know, find me as well. And that's exactly what you're doing with your time. So yes, get some time set aside for that. I can't wait to to see your book when it's published. So definitely keep us posted. And thanks again so much for sharing with us today. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Now, do you see why I love hanging out with Nabita? She's got such a beautiful heart to help Christian women like you and like me to not waste our time being anxious and instead invest it in what God says is true in the crevices of our day. And aren't twofers a fun and easy way to stop making excuses about not having the time and instead make focusing on the word and prayer more doable? 
I've invited Navita to join us inside the Redeem Her Time community so we can continue this conversation. So be sure to pop in or join us if you're not a member yet at redeemhertime.com forward slash community, or you can just use the link in the show notes. And here's today's community question. What will your twofer be? I can't wait to inspire each other and better yet, hold one another accountable to consistently doing it. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.